Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating... Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm your host, Alex Gore. I'm here with our other host, Lance Cheese on Vegetable Psycho. Wow. Cheese on Vegetable Psycho. Coming at you hot. <clears throat> we got a great show for you today. Shout out to all you fans. We'll get into that later. Some design trends. Um, some, oh man, Kramer prediction. Kramer, uh, you're making me nervous. You're making all uh, of us. You're going to make us all, like, what are you doing? Just shut up. Shut up and retire. Especially Janet Yellen. Go retire on a yacht. Oh, there's a Jones. lot of people that should retire. A yep. lot of people. There's actually Most bureaucrats. There's like a house full of them, mm. and a chamber full of them yeah. in a state. Yep. Uh, way over on the east side. Yep. All of them should retire. Oh my god! Just guaranteed. Quit. Just quit. Do you remember? Go s- side note: We'll get into the reads here in a second. <laughs> Do you remember um, the Dodd Frank banking bill? Yep. After too big to fail, they said, "Yeah, let's never do this." We'll make legislation so that banks aren't too big to fail. Yeah. The absolute opposite happened really? because of that. Mm. The mm. banks got bigger and new banks start uh, collapse. So like the opposite of what they said happened. It's crazy how that works out. Unintended consequences. But if you want intended consequences yes. in your business, you need that. Where you can see clearly. Uh, and create profit. Go to buildabetterco.com, buildabetterco.com. Look at our five steps to increasing your profit. Check it out. <clears throat> See if it helps your business and go from there. Simple, simple, simple request. Buildabetterco.com. Check out our presentation on the five steps to increase your profit. Yeah. This episode is also brought to you by Duratherm. Duratherm Windows defines the category of all wood, completely custom hardwood windows and doors that deliver on your architect vision. And everyone knows it. That's why they refuse to rest on their laurels. And while the Duratherm brand is built upon their expertise in wood windows, they're proud to announce the introduction of a clad exterior feature for our windows. Learn more at DuratherMWindow.com. That's DuratherMWindow.com. Last but certainly not least, longtime sponsor, ArcCat.com. If you can't find the products product data you're looking for, you might be using the wrong search engine. Broad search results in consumer products, out-of-date information, and websites that hide or don't have the information you're looking for. If you need specifications, CAD or BIM, ArcCat.com is your search engine. Find and download the up-to-date data you need fast. ArcCat.com is free and requires no registrations to try ArcCat today. That's A-R-C-A-T.com check them out back to you Al. so lance you found basically a ranking of all podcasts yeah um if anyone wants to guess in their head how many po- we're gonna tell you how many podcasts do you think that there actually are i asked i think ross was in the office yeah what did he say he said eight hundred thousand. interesting what's the real number al gore 3.1 million podcasts that's a lot so where did so where does inside the firm thanks to our listeners stack up? We stack up. We are in the top 1.5%. Uh this podcast, this is directly from uh Listen Score. If you so we, um, you can go look up your pod, if you're a podcast list, if you're a podcaster, go check it out. Go to go to go to uh Listen Score and then type in your podcast name and it will tell you where your global rank is, right? Some of our friends like over at the Business of Architecture, the Architect 
they're in the top 1%, so we're lagging behind those guys. Um, but huge shout-out to, to the OGs of the Architecture Podcast world. So from the website, this podcast, this is us, this podcast is one of the top 1.5% most popular shows out of 3,147,653 podcasts globally, ranked by Listen Score, the estimated popularity score. So huge thanks to everybody for listening, supporting the show, sharing with your mom, of course, your best favorite episodes. We really appreciate you. That's a big deal. <laughs> I don't think anyone actually listens to us slash you. What do you say that? But it would be hilarious if we found out 20% of our audience is our made moms. up of... Of, of moms from, from good yeah that'd be I great like moms yep um okay <clears throat> moving on from there thank you everyone design trends from the aia so hopefully i'll screen recording too i just realized i, I am i am i can deal. share though i'm yeah, gonna take this you, so you, you can take, see why don't you take the hdmi for me do 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 play some music on it. and i'm going to uh at the same time <clears throat> get my my butt screen recording here keep oh, going good <laughs> yeah i need to do it too like an idiot. <laughs> I didn't do it. Record your screen. Oh, I need to do it myself. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> New AIA data offers insight on home design trends. So more than 300 companies participated in the AIA home design trend survey, which also examines business conditions at architecture firm. Just a cool couple things to point out. Uh, one overall square footage of home is now leveling off and even decreasing in entry levels. Home says AIM. Our main man, chief economist, Kermit. Baker, PhD, honorary AIA. They put all that in there. I think, Kermit, keep adding to that. Let's really lay this out. Uh, <clears throat> and then the rest of the quote is building costs play such a big factor now that, and that trying to design smaller homes with more livability is the goal. Mm -hmm. With lot size often limited in older established neighborhoods and then also two neighbor... <clears throat> I don't, well, Lance, you drive around. Even yep. some of these newer ones, have you noticed? My wife always points this out. The size of backyards in new neighborhoods. Small. Tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny, Max tiny. Maximizing the house. This is Colorado. I'm sure the East Coast is the same in the West Coast. The Midwest, the Midwest, you're the last place left with open space. You got a lot of it. We've I've, been around. I've driven and texted Al many times. Seems like they could put a whole city here. It's a like lot, a lot of space. Hours. If you're on the East Coast, you've never driven through the Midwest. Like I think you don't even understand America. Yes, and that's the, a fact. Not only do you have to include obviously Minnesota, <laughs> Iowa, you know Wisconsin, all that, like the Dakotas, Nebraska, like holy cow. We're not even. We won't even include Wyoming in this. Yeah, exactly. And then it, <sighs> the same remains 100. percent Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, many clients are scaling back their homes. Uh, additional renovation project or canceling them all together due to rising construction costs slash interest rates, people. For those unable to afford the new or uh, extensive remodels, there are still a way to achieve desired looks within existing structures. Clients are requesting decorative tile work, wall coverings to affordably add personality and color while also being cost-effective solutions for updates. Uh, also, smart appliances and reducing energy consumption without sacrificing style or convenience are increasingly popular. They have a, oh, here's just a couple points. Yeah. Um, bill, project billings inquiry and design contracts started 2023 showing moderate weakness. It's now rebounding. We've, over the last couple episodes, we've pointed that out. Yep, we went above 51%. Yep. The uh, project backlogs at residential architecture firms remain overall healthy. We would concur. Yep. Despite ongoing weakness at firms in the Northeast and the West, business conditions 
we're strong at Aha. firms in the Midwest. Midwest. Midwest is the best. Th- that's the saying. That's the saying. Throw them up. Throw those W's up. Yep. Throw those, throw, throw those, throw those MW's up. That's what we used to do, too. Which I is say, f- man. Hel- crazy. Midwest is the best. Um, now let's go to this little graph here. And a lot of it is junk besides this business condition, which I like. Oh. Which just puts it in, uh, in chart form, basically what we are talking about. So business inquiries before the pandemic kept at like 60, 59, 58, which builds off the previous month. So it's all relative. So like it was actually, it kept going up, it kept going up, kept going up. Obviously the pandemic hit, it went down to 30. Yep. Then after it, people were like, oh, just kidding. Government spending that cheese, as the government likes to say, and went up to the 70s. Um, and now before the last month or two, it kind of trended down to the 48, 46. Um, and now it's back up to about 51. I, it, if the Fed stops their Fed nonsense and keeps uh, quantitative easing destruction of all the money that they printed, um, we will hopefully slide, slide into home uh, and, and, and get a safe in there. But we'll, we'll see and we'll keep you posted. Lance? On to the next one. On to the next one. All right. Let's see here. Oh, man. My best friend, Jim Kramer. What do you do? He won't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Jim Kramer of CNBC here. Um, Al's pulling him up on the big screen. You guys can see it on the YouTube. Jim Kramer headline. This was uh, three days ago. So if if you're on Twitter, you should uh, follow inverse Jim Kramer. Because if, if you don't know the running joke about Jim Kramer is every prediction he, I swear to God, 99% of the tradic- predictions he makes on stocks or whatever, he's completely, he's completely wrong. Like he's got this curse about him. I don't know how people actually still subscribe to his like mad money circle or whatever. Like why? Worst advice ever. So here we go again. From Mad Money, Jim Cramer doesn't see a recession on the horizon, says recent conjecture just doesn't hold up under close scrutiny. Uh, that should make you nervous. Again, go to Inverse Cramer on Twitter and you'll see why. CNBC's Jim Cramer told investors on Tuesday that he doesn't think all the buzz about a recession being just around the quarter holds much weight. It should make you nervous. Makes me a little nervous. Unless you did the right thing and you went to um, uh, architectsguide2.com and transition from just being an architect to an architect plus builder, and you've got cash-paying clients like us to where now I feel very confident about the building side of things, plus Alex you know, pointing out the residential side of things. Like these, if, if We're trying to point out trends for everybody and ideas that help you extend how many stool legs you're sitting on with your, with your design slash maybe building business. But this is, this is the point of this particular argument, uh, article. Lance and I said the same thing last week and in the week before is like, is, hey, uh, we can push back the recession fears. We can delay those until maybe 2026, 2030. And what Lance is pointing out is now that Jim Cramer thinks it's just like, oh, crap. <laughs> yep. Maybe. <laughs> yep. Crap. Yeah. Crap. Further on, he says, uh, those who cling to the notion that we're about to enter a recession must find all of these examples daunting, if not depressing, Kramer said. But earnings season has shown that the recession thesis just doesn't hold up under close scrutiny, even if so many so-called experts tell us otherwise. Kramer said that said home builders should have been hit hardest by the Federal Reserve's tightening, but instead performed well due to the housing shortage, which he's true about. We, we talked, we've talked about that in length the last couple episodes. 
there's a housing shortage. So it's kind of this catch-22. He then pointed to airlines, which he called part of. Yep, I see your hand, Al. Part of the roaring, quote, boring bull market as another indicator that the recession might not come. Kramer also noted that PepsiCo hasn't seen a trade down even as it raised its prices. Suffice to say, you're not supposed to get this kind of action at a point at this point in a rate height cycle, Kramer said. When the Fed tightens, we expect it to crush commerce, and that just really hasn't happened. Al. That's like saying, you know, the, relating the housing thing to it just being fine and homeowners didn't get crushed when they should have. It's like saying, if we throw you into jail, you should be happy you didn't lose your money. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's a really good one. Hey, 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 you're in jail, oh um, but your money's st- stuck hey, in your bank account. Hey, hey, here's some bread. Don't worry, your money. You got you, Your other bread is okay. And, and here's what, some stale bread, prisoner. Yep. But your other bread is fine. Because the only reason housing prices haven't gone down is because everyone has severely limited yeah. the amount that they're putting on the market. Yeah. So, like, you're in, in, in home jail, which is way, way, way better you're than real jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know. your tape. <laughs> but, I mean, it, 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 it's silly. It, it's a so, sh- once again, the big lesson is have on both <laughs> Wait, sides of your business, if, you have arch- if you're an architect, if you're, plus, if you're like us, architect plus builder, you really have to extend those legs and you need to diversify. Is That's where your diversity is your strength. Once again, the diversity that is your strength is your business and having different streams of income, not just one. Don't cut yourself short. <coughs> hey, society. Hey. I, I am the government. Yep. Hello, society. I'm going to make it super hard to build homes so that they're super expensive yeah. and there's a big process. Why not? And then uh, not? raise public safety, raise interest rates uh, so that you don't want to sell because you got in a low rate. <clears throat> you can thank me for keeping your home prices high. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm doing a good job. So speaking of that. Uh, my last article here of the day, and then we have Adam Carolla stepping in to do wow. a read today, which I'm really excited about. Uh, it is from the biz, bizwest.com. So this is exactly playing into the, the issue and the, the monopoly the government has on the building and planning process and thus how it constricts things. So from the headline here, Boulder Planning Board debates millennium redevelopment. Proposal to redevelop hotel exposes rifts among planning officials. I only have a short excerpt because I'm not paying for this article. Boulder, after three years of planning, six staff reviews, multiple hearings by city advisory boards, and eight hours of deliberation over two Boulder planning board meetings, in the last month, a developer's proposal to transform the Millennium Harvest House Hotel into housing for University of Colorado students still remains up in the air. So... Until that roadblock is out of the way and until the, the process is streamlined, this is what I uh, like architects, builders, developers, everybody who's listening, just regular people, moms. Oh do I need to be the spearhead to be the one that finally forms a coalition of, uh, in the private sector with all, like all of, I'm going to include realtors in this too, realtors included, to where we, maybe I can get the AI on board. Right. If they don't listen to the show and they don't hear all my bashing, maybe they'll be on board with me. Maybe maybe, maybe all the other people I can, I can get one big consortium together, and you got we finally agree. The monopoly on that the government has on the building process is one of the reasons, and I would include the Fed in this, right? Because like if they're in charge of the interest rates and therefore they're putting people in house jail, you are further constricting the supply. 
we've got to like loosen the supply for us to ever get back to some sort of normalcy while we're in this weird Keynesian made up money problem that just inflates all the prices. Yep. So, so here's what's happened. I want to put some context on this because did you know what the millennium harvest house, uh, hotel is famous for in the last year? Uh, a shooting, a shooting where people got shot. Yep. In, Don't know if in, anyone in Boulder where the guns are banned in Boulder where the guns are banned. So what happens at all these planning meetings, right? Well, one, everyone knows what the planning, you should know what the you planning board know. does. Yep. They, they do a whole bunch of nonsense and, 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 and do comments that don't really matter. But at the actual meetings, people say, I see your idea. I raise you with my uninformed idea. <laughs> and then you have to fight those uninformed ideas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Boulder has decided through its bureaucracy that they rather have a derelict uh, hotel that is a cesspool of drugs and violence instead of uh, student housing, which would increase competition in housing um, and drive down prices. And I know the arguments like, oh, this isn't going to make a dent in, in, in prices. It will make a dent and it will make a dent in two ways. One, increased price supply uh, creates competition. And two, if you don't allow it, you're just creating more of a monopoly on the existing housing stock. So rant over rant over and with that note we have a rant to begin here oh uh shortly and that is from our good friend adam carolla who makes a perfect analogy i think for okay we you know you hear me talk about this monopoly that the government has in the building process think about it in terms of something that we can all grasp we can all literally hold in our hands maybe it's a hard shell maybe it's a soft shell what if the government had a monopoly on tacos? What if government was just in charge of building the tacos? They'd be delicious. They wouldn't be like um, school lunch, lunch food tacos. No well, way. Yeah. So I always say, what if there was something just called government taco? We're taking over tacos. We're giving it all the federal government. No more food <laughs> trucks. No more bistros. No more. No, 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 the government's handling tacos. How shitty would those tacos be? The worst. How fast? And the meat would be gray. They'd be flavorless. There'd be things. Would, I'd want corn tortillas, and that would be held up on the Senate floor for the last four years because they've someone filibustered. Never like, gonna happen. It would be the worst. Why are tacos? The taco game <laughs> in Southern California went from basically when I was growing up in SoCal. You had Taco Bell. You had Noggles. You had King Tacos, you know, ground, crappy beef, you know, flavored beef or whatever. It is through the roof now. Competition. That's right. Co- it's only competition that is the tide that raises all those boats. And I, and you can laugh at me and go, well, tacos, education. No, it's the exact no, it's the same, same motivating force. It's the exact same. It's competition. That's what creates this. It's a great point. I know a guy who's, who's clamoring over competition all the time. His name is Al Gore. He's sitting right next to me. Yeah, he knows. He knows how good competition is for everybody. Yep. Um, I, I want to just briefly, before we wrap it up, bring this to another debate that I know is happening. I've been hearing a lot about it, too, the, the, the AI debate and what we should do. And <clears throat> we're not experts in it, so we won't go deep into, into both sides because there's two different splits of sides. There's censorship and then safety, mm-hmm. right? Um, safety is concerned with AI just taking over and killing us all like Terminator. Censorship is, hey, we can't allow these AIs to say stuff that we don't approve of. Do you want an AI <clears throat> literally to be censored by the government, to be bland, flavorless tacos? And let's say AI can 
<clears throat> process a whole bunch of information and come to conclusions, right? What if it's a conclusion that you don't want? What if it's a conclusion that says like, I don't know, in a pandemic, <clears throat> it says, hey, these masks actually aren't going to protect you. Uh, you should probably get exercise, vitamin D, um, and stuff like that. And the government says we need to censor that. It'd be terrible. It would be a bland taco of AI. Yeah. It'd be a bland, bland taco. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us today. A little short and sweet episode for everybody. If you like this episode, if you're listening on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Keep doing that, please, because it increases our rankings. Thanks again to all the fans out there who did that. Did that. If you're watching on the YouTube, please like, subscribe, leave us a positive comment, and we will see you next week.